Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000. Is that right? Am I reading that right? 10,000? Oh, 10,000 licensed dealers? Tyrat.com will help you get there. Uh, we got a metric ton to get to, man. Uh, we each ready for Thursday Night Football. Josh Lucas will join us. He's the former director of player personnel with the Bears. I'll uh, get his thoughts on what's the matter with the Bills. What's the, what's the deal with the Bills? What's the deal with the Bills? Um, I, I, I got, we had a couple personal announcements. The first is, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the pod, like among the things that have been said to me in my life, which I take as a great honor, my daughter called me last night. She was with her friends and she's like, Dad, what are you doing Friday night? I'm like, I don't know. So when you have teenage daughters, right? And people say this all the time, like, dude, you got teenage daughters, twin girls, 17 years old. Wow. You know, what you, what you want to do is you want to be able to be respected, but also, you know, they got to be able to let you in a little bit on their lives enough. You know, you can't be their bestie, but you got to be there for them when they, when they need you. So I was asked, Dan Beyer. I was asked Jason Stewart. I was asked John Ramos. 
Um, our friend's having a party, and we wanted to know if you wanted to be the bouncer for the party. Which, there's a bunch of things that are significant in it. One, there's a level of, res- there's a level of respect for uh, uh, the work I've been putting in in the weight room, right? Clearly, clearly, DG is like, scares some folks. Now, here's the, the one downside is like, she did say like, yeah, you know, we've seen that. We've seen the other side to you. You can flip that switch like Hulk a little bit. Like, okay, I, I, I have had a temper at times. But there's also the, you know, look, it's her, it's a party she's going to be at. There's going to be dudes there. There's a certain of, there's a trust factor. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty much the coolest thing any kid's ever asked me. I'm kind of floating. I'm walking on sunshine today. Remember that song? Walking on sunshine. Uh, and we got other announcements we'll get to in, in due time as well. Um, last night was a welcome to the NBA for Victor Webinyama. I thought last night was cool. First night was the opening night of the NBA, but it also had the baseball game. And the baseball game was so important that, and then, you know, the NBA was like the Nuggets kind of toyed with the Lakers. Um, end up beating the Lakers. And of course, the nightcap was Suns and Warriors, but you didn't have Brad Beal. You didn't have Draymond Green. Still, good game. Last night, you had a full slate of NBA games, but the culmination was Victor Webinyama. And there's still this kind of circus freak sort of thing to be like, dude, can you? He looks like a simulation. If you play 2K, he looks like a simulation. You could be like, there's no way. We did this last night. We were, we were Googling. His, his, uh, his wingspan is eight feet. His standing reach is like close to 10 feet. In other words, if he stands underneath the basket, he can reach up and on his tippy toes, grab the rim. Like that's, it, it's just insane. And oh yeah, by the way, pretty good basketball player. Pretty good basketball player. He ends up with 15 points last night. Um, he had, he kind of struggled in the middle part of the game. He was saddled in foul trouble. But at the end of it, close game, and Luka Doncic ends up bailing out the Mavericks, and the Mavericks get a win. Here's Victor Webinyama summing up his debut. Of course, uh, I want to give the best show to the fans, and uh, especially in, in, in here, San Antonio, and in France. But uh, it's still my job. I still got responsibilities towards my, my coach and my teammates. So really, it's... It's not what matters. Here's uh, his head coach, Greg Popovich, on his performance. I think it was great. One of the toughest things for a player is you get into foul trouble and you never get in a rhythm and you're in and out of the game and that sort of thing. So I thought his maturity showed even at a young age where he came in with the last, I think, seven minutes and just played. We ran some stuff for him. He executed uh, where a lot of guys would have been totally out of it by then because, they, as you said, uh, were in foul trouble and didn't get their rhythm. So I thought he had a, a wonderful outing. Uh, considering that. You know, it's interesting that the game that preceded it was the Celtics taking on the Knicks and the guy who had the best game for the Celtics who ended up getting a road win um, was Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, Porzingis had four blocks. He had 30 points, which by the way is the most points in a debut for the Boston Celtics ever. And like, look, the Boston Celtics is not like it's a free agent landing spot. Although, Gordon Hayward, remember, broke his leg in his first game. 
as a free agent. There's been other free agents that have, that have, have played there. Kevin Garnett, of course, was traded there. So his debut, he didn't have 30. The Boston Celtics are historically arguably the greatest or second greatest franchise in the history of the NBA. So to have the most points in the history of that franchise in your debut is pretty special. And Przingis has had kind of an up and down career because of injuries, right? Started out with the Knicks. Then he had the bad knee injury. Then they moved him to the Mavericks. There were some limitations there. They weren't particularly good or didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve. Then he went to the Wizards and now he's with the Celtics. And, and and look, the the forecast for Victor Webanyama is at the ceiling is higher than that of Kristaps Przingis. But you can see what size, length, like Przingis is seven foot two, two hundred forty pounds, and the guess is that, and remember, this is like eight years from now, Victor Webanyama is seven foot five, seven foot six, two hundred and forty pounds or whatever. Right? Imagine him, and that's what it was kind of in reverse order of a, it should have been. Like, you know, you ever seen those workout videos where you're like, before and after? It was like after and then before. Make sense? Like, kind of whets your appetite a little bit. Like, okay, this is what it looks like. Maybe the finished product for Przingis, we think this guy could be better. Here's what it looks like now. It is a, it's a weird thing to have a kid that tall, that skinny, that long, running around the court, you're like, is he going to break? Anybody else have that have that thought in your mind? Like, I've always had it about Kevin Durant. Like, is he going to break? I had that thought about Sean Bradley all those years. Yeah. yeah. Now, look, Sean Bradley, um, did Sean Bradley pass or was he simply injured in that uh, he passed? No, he was really badly injured in a bicycling accident in Utah. Um. And but remember, Sean Bradley, and I can attest this because I saw him when he was in high school. My brother played against him in an AU event. Like, he was an unbelievable athlete for a man his size. He went on his Mormon mission, and I don't think he was ever the same after it. And also some of it was, you know, they were all about putting on weight on Sean Bradley, whereas, and I, this is where Webinyama is, is, has been raised differently, and, and it's a new age of science. If you've seen his flexibility, it's incredible. They'll try and continue to add weight and strength to him while maintaining the flexibility. But the point is that I don't think Sean Bradley truly recovered from the two years away of not playing basketball when he was on his Mormon mission. You can play, but it's like one day a week that those guys usually play. It's kind of like free time, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like he looks like a guy like, is he going to break? It looks fragile, <laughs> but it's not. And you can start to see why if you're um, if you're Greg Popovich, you're like, I'm not going anywhere. I want to see this project all the way through. And last night was the debut, and you can tell there's something there. It's a lot like, if you remember the Summer League game, the first Summer League game, he was spinning like a top. He'd just gotten off a plane. He didn't know any of the guy's names. They know what he's doing. It was a mess, but the second game he bounced back and balled out, and then they shut him down. Think about it, and I thought Popovich put it in perfect context. A lot of guys, you get in foul trouble, especially you're young, and there's huge expectations. It's hard to play when you don't have a rhythm because you've been sitting out, and it's your first time, and they're bumping and banging you around. And, and as we know, watching the NBA, totally different sport once you get to the fourth quarter. It's like everybody goes, okay, you guys ready to play now? Okay, let's go. Let's go play now. And that's when he played his best. 
But I watched last night in sequential order. All right. I watched last night in sequential order. And watching Christoph Brzingis as the, I don't want to say the floor, but a lower end of what people think Victor Webinyama will look like in eight years. And you're like, well, that ain't bad. I don't want to say worst possible scenario, but not the, I. that's not, they think Victor, but the last time you heard Unicorn was when you saw Christoph Przingis, right? Last night you watched a Unicorn. The Unicorn thing is really, really weird though, right? How did that come to be some magical thing that, people said used to exist. Like what's more likely to really exist Bigfoot or unicorn? Didn't they find somebody saw there was like a video of a Bigfoot? Yes. Colorado. Colorado. Definitely. That's, that's where you would be hiding out. (laughs) If you're Bigfoot, that's where you're going to hang out at. Nobody's ever gone in the mountains in Colorado. Yes. It's, it's, it's funny. (laughs) I watched him last night and I was like, man, that is, that dude is so tall. We were doing, we were having the discussion last night uh, my son and his his buddy Jeremiah were like, dude, can you imagine trying to shoot a jump shot? Kyrie Irving got his jump shot blocked. He came from the weak side and blocked it. And you're like, imagine like you're making a move and you're like, I got this. I'm wide open. And then all of a sudden, some seven foot six dude with a 10 foot standing reach comes over and blocks your shot. Like, that's not fair. Not fair. literally, and I, I mean this in actually a glory, it's like a circus freak knew how to play basketball. Because there's no way, human beings aren't created like that. You can't be athletic at seven foot six. You can't be competitive. You can't move like that. When we were kids, do you guys remember Chuck Nevitt? Oh, yeah. How many teams did Chuck Nevitt play for? There was a guy and he's- He's just, got like three rings. Yeah, with the Lakers, right? Did he go to the Pistons too? Uh, I don't think Pistons. I think he was on the Rockets when they had, because the Rockets, maybe. was Pistons? I, I saw a point there for me, Byron. I thought maybe he got one ring from at least from the Pistons, but. It's possible. Chuck Nevitt, how big? 7'2", seven, 7'5"? Seven, what was he? He was gi- this gigantic big guy that you, it was just like, who is that guy? I don't know. It's Chuck Nevitt. What does he do? He's just big. Didn't he play at UCLA as well? I thought he played. 1985 NBA champion. NC State. NC State. Okay. NC State. But big guys used to be like Lurch. You rang. You know? And they were just in there to stand in there and be close to the basket and block shots. And, like, now you have a guy who handles the ball, shoots threes out of the court. It's the freakiest thing you've ever seen in your life. And the only thing you hope is, please don't break in half. Please don't break in half. But even after you break, Christoph Przingis broke. They they better than Humpty Dumpty put you back together again. <laughs> And he had 30 last night. This, ac- this actually happened to me once. And I'm not, I thought to myself, Kevin Ware looks really skinny. Yeah. And Kevin Ware is, by the way, the Louisville player whose leg broke yes. in half in an NCAA tournament game. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, man, he's thin. Yeah. No, you see some of these yeah. guys, you're like, dude, that guy's so thin. How does that, how does that not break in half? Yeah. It did actually break out. Came back and played, by the way. Like the next year, that was crazy. Crazy. So, Victor Webinyama, I don't know if he's as good as advertised. He's as, he's as advertised 
and it's going to be fun to watch. And just like, remember, it is in fact a process. And Przingis is the perfect example of it. Because how many of you had deleted the idea of Kristaps Przingis being a major part of a big NBA team from your thought process? I did. Yeah. 100%. Me too. When he's with the Mavericks, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's just okay. You know, he's like a, he's just one of those guys. He'll always score points, always be in the NBA. And then last night, you're like, Kristaps Przingis is the best pickup of the offseason of anybody. And granted, limited sample size, and they'll be able to adjust. And, you know, teams will figure him out. And he's got to stay healthy, something he struggled with in his career. And it's a reasonable thought for Weminyama. Like, are seven foot six dudes really able to play 82 games and playoffs? But, I mean, it all takes time. And as you develop, and he's clearly in a place that knows how to develop guys, it feels like if that's the floor or close to, the ceiling is, in fact, the roof, as Michael Jordan said. Yes, John Ramos. I felt like Popovich, is, Popovich was done, like, last year or the year before that. I felt like he was on his way out. Everybody's talking about Becky Hammond. All these names are coming up. And this, do you think that this yes. extends his coaching career for? Yeah. Okay. You, you think Did, he wants to see somebody else win an NBA championship with Nicky Wembanyama? <laughs> like he went through all that crap. You know, it would be like Andy Dufresne coming out of that drain, that sewer drain at Shawshank Prison, and then going like, "Hey, you know what? Somebody else want to go down to Mexico and have a good time." That was a Shawshank Redemption uh, metaphor. There. That was good. I liked that. I, well, I know you did, but I'm I'm saying it to buyer. I'm looking at buyer because I don't think he's never seen, the seen movie. it. Nope. Don't you think he should see that one? I I think you yes, would. but he should it, see The Godfather first. No, I actually think you'd like that more than The Godfather. It's not hard to catch because that show well, movie is on it every Le- day. Lebron Lebron also told me there's so many good lines in The Godfather that <laughs> it's true. There's just so many. <laughs> So, so many good lines that you can't even pick a so favorite. Full of crap. So full of crap. Not you, LeBron. What's your favorite <laughs> line from The Godfather? There's so many. It's like nine hours long. Pick one. Well, yeah. Pick one. It's not personal. It's strictly business. That's one. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Of Fox Sports Radio. Here's Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Dante Hitner Whitner. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Dante Whitner is our guest. Uh, he is nationally known as an opinionated analyst, but he was a two time Pro Bowler. They called him Dante Hitner Whitner when he played for the Bills and played for the Niners, and he's kind enough to spend some time with us, taking a moment away from his NBC Sports Bay Area analyst duties. And Dante, the, uh, now we're looking at a little bit of a trend through some injuries. The Niners have lost a couple of games after looking like far and away the best team in the NFL. What's gone wrong? Well, they're getting every team's best effort. It's the Super Bowl for a team when they face the 49ers. It was that two weeks ago when they played the Cleveland Browns and last week when they played the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the run game, they can't get it going. They have injuries up front. Trent Williams has been out over the first Four games of the season, Christian McCaffrey averaged, what, five and a half yards per carry over the last two, three. He's only averaging three yards per carry. But it's, um, the defense that he's going to play this week should have some give up some opportunities for some big plays on the ground. They're going to need it. And the news at the quarterback position, Brock Purdy having concussion symptoms, um, could possibly be Sam Darnold's first start. And, only, and, and what he brings is experience. But mostly you're going to need a defense to play up to their capabilities like we're usually you know, used to seeing the 49ers defense play if they want to get all the way to the Super Bowl and potentially win it. I am, just for full disclosure, I'm like the last remaining stockholder in Sam Darnold LLC, right? I just, <laughs> I thought he was going to be a dude and I have no idea if it was the Jets that made him see ghosts. Um, and then obviously it started great in Carolina, then that went bad as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sam Darnold and the quarterback he is now when he, if he potentially takes the field this weekend? Well, throughout training camp, he looked great. Um, competing with Trey Lance, he won the backup quarterback job for the 49ers. And when you think about his stretch uh, in New York, he didn't have the type of players and individual players around him. He didn't have a offensive coordinator like Kyle Shanahan in a you know, usually dominant running game like the 49ers have. 
So I think that we'll see a different Sam Darnold if he takes the field on Sunday. What he has to do is just get the ball to the playmakers and allow them to make plays. This will be an opportunity for George Kittle to have a big game, being that the Cincinnati Bengals defense have had troubles covering tight ends all year long. Um, so I think Sam Darnold will bring experience. He won't try to do too much. And he understands that it's, his job is just not to lose the game. Um, I, I'm somebody who thinks, and again, this may be crazy, I think he's got a little bit more arm talent than Brock Purdy. And it's not you ever wish anything bad about Brock Purdy, but, you know, it just can Brock. Brock obviously can do everything when they're on time and on schedule, but there's a chance that Sam Darnold gives them a better chance, especially in games in which they're trailing. That could be possible. Sam Darnold does have a hose of an arm. He can make every throw out there. And it's never been about his arm strength. It's just been about decision-making, um, the ability to step up in the pocket and create explosive plays downfield. But one thing that Brock Purdy has that Sam Darnold doesn't have and hasn't really consistently showed is anticipation for wide receivers breaking open. Yeah. And last week in the first half, he was great with you know throwing the ball before the guys even came out of the breaks, and which is why he threw some of those interceptions. He's anticipating receivers getting clean reads and off of reroutes and getting to a spot before the defensive line gets to him. So I think that Kyle Shanahan will take that every time from Brock Purdy because there's not too many secondaries like the Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings that can get up, play that type of coverage, be physical with those receivers, and throw off the timing like that. So, yeah, you could possibly uh, open something up by having Sam Donner out there with the way that he can throw the ball. Okay, help me out here. Dante Whitner joins two-time Pro Bowler. He's an analyst uh, for this, uh, uh, covering the San Francisco 49ers and the entire NFL for NBC Sports Bay Area. Okay, this is the picture you're painting to me. And if I'm off, just feel free to tell me, okay? It feels like, okay, so you talk about anticipatory throwers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've heard Tua, but that's, and timing routes. feels like that's Peyton Manning. And again, I'm not saying that Brock is Peyton Manning, but it's that style. Whereas Darnold is more, you know, make a play, throw somebody open, and, you know, when things go bad, he can scramble a little bit and maybe an almost an Aaron Rodgers type or a Ben Roethlisberger type where you, you, you may end up holding the football too long. Is that, are those, again, I'm not saying that that's who they are, but I'm trying to draw parallels in terms of style. Yes, and when you think about Brock Purdy and the way that he's anticipatory with his throws, um, there's a lot of quarterbacks that hold on to the ball entirely too long or they don't allow things to develop downfield similarly to what Derek Carr dealt with when he was with the Raiders. And when you look at Sam Darnold, he could sometimes depend heavily on his arm strength and being able to zip the ball in there instead of anticipating it and not having to throw it so hard so it's easier for the receivers to catch it, put it away, and run with it, which is a big part of the 49ers offense. Oh. The receivers putting the ball away. Right. And yards and get catch. and getting yak yeah and get yeah okay so here's the question yeah you you played this game on the defensive side what what makes a harder to play against quarterback in the playoffs the anticipatory guys or the guys that that hold it throw it see it and create things that don't previously exist well it's the anticipatory guys when you have a dominant running game and the 49ers when they have a dominant running game and you can go to some of the RPO stuff. The linebackers and safeties are paying a lot of attention to Christian McCaffrey They're jumping up there in gaps. Now you just have to anticipate it and throw a soft football and allow the guy to run with it. That's how the 49ers' offense is built. So 
over the last two weeks when they couldn't run the football and they don't believe the play-action fakes in the RPO game, it makes it a lot difficult to fit the ball into a lot of those tight windows. So I think that once they get the running game going, it really doesn't matter if they have Sam Darnold or Brock Purdy because there'll be so many guys that are running wide open. Dante Whitner joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I, w- I want to play, uh, you, I'm sure you've heard this. This is your sound. After the Niners beat the Cowboys, this was your post-game analysis of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott sucks. Oh, my God. Period. Right? They talk so much about Dak Prescott being a top-tier quarterback, franchise guy. I don't see it. I see them trying to cover up for what he lacks. A lot of quick throws, cutting half of the field off, and giving him easy throws. Other than that, he's not a quarterback that can drop back and really take advantage of a defense and, and, and carve it up. And today we've seen it. The 49ers defense made him look like a Tier 4 quarterback. And, of course, Micah Parsons came out and he's critical, calling you an old head, right? And, you know, there's the, a, a back and forth and there. And Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill saw me there, too. I, I guess here's, here's, here's my question. My question. Is there somebody more qualified than you to – because I, I think what happened is they got caught up in the Dak Prescott sucks and didn't listen to the analysis that backed it up, right? That's that's yeah. That feels to me what happened. And I watched the film all week, Doug, and when I watch it, I watch it from the point of view of a safety. And I go through, how do the safeties and the defensive backs feel about this quarterback? And usually when you have quarterbacks that can throw the ball behind the defense, they can carve you up, you'll have, a little safe, you'll have safeties and defensive backs that play cautious. They'll respect it. You'll see the mannerisms. It's sort of like, okay, let's just keep the ball in front of us. When they play Dak Prescott, they don't feel that way. You see guys getting up, they're confident, they're close to the line of scrimmage, the safeties are barely backpedaling. That means that they don't respect his ability to really affect that defense. And then when you add that to what the offense that they, they have, it's so 1985. It's the same offense that I played against when I came in in 2006. A lot of it is curls, seven routes, easy reads, roll him out to one side, give him three levels to read. If not, he takes off and runs, put the screen game in there. It's not like they can go, hey, Dak, we need you to win this game. How about you drop back and and really dissect these defenses and beat this? I, I don't see that from Dak. And I felt like, you know, Brock Purdy the same way last week. When he threw those two interceptions, even though I felt like one of them wasn't his fault, I felt like he wasn't that good of a quarterback last week. When I was speaking about that, I wasn't speaking about the totality of it because we know that all these quarterbacks are professional quarterbacks, and at any given time they have the ability to make plays. But can you consistently make plays? Can you get your team over the hump? Can it come down to a fourth quarter in the playoffs in the NFC Championship where all the pressure is on Dak Prescott, no running game? Can he go out there and march the team up the field and score a game-winning touchdown? I don't think that he has that ability to do that. You know, it's interesting, though. There's been so many, anytime there's a negative analysis, even when backed up by film study by guys who have played it like yourself, and there's been others that have been criticized as well, you get this new age of player, you know, Tyreek Hill especially, you know, talk about negativity and Michael Barson's negativity. Like, what what are we, I don't understand what you're supposed to do with your job, especially based upon your qualifications for your job. I think they're supposed to, they, they think you're supposed to only give praise and you're not supposed to be critical. And when I took this role and took on the transition of going from NFL player to a part of the media, I told myself that I would be critical as much as I would give praise. There are certain things out there and certain players that are responsible for certain things, and even the coaches. The coaches can't get away from this criticism either. There are certain things in football, they're not reinventing the wheel, 
And, you know, I have to call it how I see it. Awesome. Well, keep doing it. I ran into the same thing in basketball, especially college basketball, because everybody grew up on Vital. Oh, it's awesome. It's amazing. Right? And the second, and because what you know, and what I know is when those guys throw on the film in actual film rooms, it's not all sun and rose. Matter of fact, it's more negative than positive. It's not even evenly balanced. Absolutely. So what I said is probably what the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator said from him, but they just want to protect it from the media. That's why they'll come out and say all the great things. The first first meeting of every season, the head coach comes in and says, hey, we don't say this to the media. We keep everything in-house. That's rule number one, so I understand that, but you have to call a spade a spade. Dante, you're the best, man. Appreciate you joining us. Love your honest analysis. We'll talk very, very soon. Thanks, Doug. You have a great one. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road house protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. It's the way tire buying should be. I have a question for you guys. What is the one thing that you have to, I don't want to say adjust, but maybe learn to do more uh, in maybe your personal life or how you treat or feel about other people? You know, there's this word out there called a narcissist. (laughs) And and look, I've been, I've mistakenly, thrown around before but every if you are if you follow people on social media um every guy who's ever broken up with a woman is a narcissist right every every ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend or ex-husband or ex-wife is in fact a narcissist uh but what makes a narcissist is somebody who not only puts themselves above other people and looks down on other people but they also don't have empathy empathy it can't be empathetic and so I, I think what happens is sometimes our lack of empathy isn't necessarily in our internal wiring. We bring in the baggage and biases of what we know about somebody and what we assume to make us seem more empathetic. Stick with me for a second if I'm not making sense, okay? I'm going to use Deshaun Watson as the perfect example. So Deshaun Watson has been in and out of the lineup for the Cleveland Browns. It is nearly impossible to do what I'm going to do, which is disconnect the Deshaun Watson playing, not playing from the accusations against him in Houston. The accusations against him in Houston. And not even the accusations. Deshaun Watson did some other crummy stuff, which I don't really like, and I've been against, which is he, and whether it's him or his agent, and I'm sure there's some real feelings there, right? but they trade away New Hopkins and he signed a contract extension after that trade was made. But before that season began, when it appeared to be obvious that they were going to be bad, that was when he did everything in his power to get out of Houston. This is before the allegations came up. And he essentially sat a season, torpedoed the Texans, took their money, and then got traded and got a new contract, the longest fully guaranteed contract in the history of the sport. And so it's really, really easy for all of us, low-hanging fruit to go, well, he don't want to play because he's got a five-year guaranteed contract. He's probably got $250, $300 million in the bank. Why does he need to play football? Then you factor in the accusations against Houston. He's like, well, he's a bad guy. He's a rich guy. He's got a guaranteed contract. He doesn't need it. Why go out there and get your head head knocked in, right? But what that lacks is empathy. 
and you're like, wait, you tell me, DG, you got to feel sorry for it? No, I didn't say feel sorry for him. Being empathetic. Empathetic. I, just, just random question because I, frankly, didn't know the actual, uh, didn't know the actual definition of empathy. But it's the ability to understand or share feelings of another. Right? That's not feeling sorry for. That's just understanding somebody's feelings. So I'm going to pitch something to you guys, and you tell me if I'm way off. Is that okay? You okay with that, buyer? Let's do it. I like telling okay. you you're way off. Okay, that's okay. So we're looking at this as black or white. Do you want to play? Do you not want to play? You're getting paid regardless of whether you play. Either you're medically cleared to play or you're not. But let me, let me help you out. Deshaun Watson was a high school superstar. He went to college at Clemson and tore his ACL. When he returned, he became a college superstar. When he got to Clemson, he was the one who was going to change from Clemsoning. Right? They had other good quarterbacks, but he was otherworldly. He was a five-star. He was the savior. And you know what he did? He saved him. Right? They won a national championship. He fulfilled anyone's reasonable expectations for what his ceiling would be. When he left Clemson, his coach, Dabo Sweeney, said he's the Michael Jordan of football. Here's how Teflon Deshaun Watson was. When they were up 24-0 to the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL playoffs, and the Chiefs came back and beat him, did, was there any criticism ever of Deshaun Watson? Anyone? Nope. Not an ounce of it. Because anything that was bad was Bill O'Brien, was the Houston Texans, was the owner, okay? Hints of racism, mismanagement, the defense, anything. But like, look, dude, you got a 24 nothing lead. You're the quarterback. You don't win a game. At least some of it is on you. I talk to people around the NFL. They're like, you know, he's actually not great in the red zone. He holds the ball too long, you know? But no one had anything bad to say about him off the football field. He was seen as a saint. Matter of fact, when the allegations came out, I called a friend of mine who had th- thought about drafting him in the NFL. And I was like, did you guys hear any of this stuff when he's at Clemson? He's like, we turned over every rock. We could not find anyone to say a bad word about Deshaun Watson. So he went from the absolute peak, Michael Jordan of football. That's what he was called. Win a national championship, number one pick, touched the ball as a rookie. Remember, before he got hurt, tore his ACL again his rookie year, he was killing it. He came in and it was like, boom, immediate lightning. Why weren't they starting him from day one? And even when he forced his way out of Houston, before the allegations, I was the only one going like, this is wrong. You took a big contract after they traded DeAndre Hopkins. Like, this is a wrong thing to do. If you really want it out, don't take the new contract. Say you want out. And you can't say it's about the DeAndre Hopkins trade because you signed the contract after they trade DeAndre Hopkins. And if you know anything about NFL contracts, it didn't hit the books for another year when he ultimately sat. But he got paid all that, all that signing bonus, guaranteed money up front. First three years were already paid. It was in the bank. It was done. It was earning more money. Financially, I, I thought he pulled a fast one. I did not. Th- I do not think that's how you do business, how you did business. 
And I'm not making an excuse. I'm making an explanation because I am empathetic. Because you go from that to now you're playing for the Cleveland Browns. Right? Last year you come back. You hadn't played in almost two years. It's at the end of the season. The season's already cooked. It's already been kind of a weird year. Team wins four games. All right, so this year you start playing and now you hurt your shoulder. You don't fit the offense. Because the thing that happens with the five-year guaranteed contract after you forced your way out of Houston is you don't get to pick the offense anymore. Like, bro, we were the only ones. We signed you up. We got you five years guaranteed. You've already forced your way out of one team. You can't force your way out of another. And Kevin Stavansky is a good offensive coach. He comes from the Kyle Shanahan zone running scheme. Remember, that's what they did in, that's what they tried to do with Baker. That's what they did previously when he was in Minnesota. That's not how Deshaun Watson plays. It's a bad fit. Okay. And it's not like they were star-studded with wide receivers. The best player they had on their offense was a running back, who, by the way, got hurt. So you go to a city in cold weather you never played before. You go to an organization that has you. You can't go anywhere else. Everybody now, even your home fans, don't really like you. Like Cleveland Brown fans are like, well, I hope he wins for us, but we don't even. Like you go from being the Michael Jordan of the sport to, you know, we really like you anymore. People boo you. People don't even know you, know your story. And again, like you earn that. I, I understand. And we never truly know what happened. But we all have our own thinking of what happened. And your body won't cooperate. This is, a, in a lot of ways, it's like Kawhi Leonard. Like Kawhi Leonard knew he was hurt, told people he was hurt. The medical people cleared him. And he's like, I'm not right. But we make this assessment because we're 30,000 feet above the thing that the medical people clear you, you can play. That ain't how it works. So, so here's my empathetic thought. I want you to imagine yourself as somebody that everyone gave a pass to most of your life. That things have always been easy with the exception of rehabbing your knee and that you've always been successful and you've always been able to figure it out in the football field. And you've always had offenses which are built around your skill set. Now you sign a contract which no owner in the NFL likes. Even your home fans don't like you. Everywhere you go, you're booed. You get dinged up. You lose your running back. It's The offense isn't set to your skill set. And you just don't feel right physically. You're not playing well. And people are questioning whether or not you actually want to play football. My question to you is, do you have any empathy for what that might feel like to wear that black hat and to know your body just isn't cooperating? Here's Deshaun Watson when he was asked about the national narrative that he doesn't want to play football. I just worked my ass off for two years to get back to playing. So why wouldn't I want to play? This is what I've been doing since I was six years old. So why wouldn't I want to play? I see the, I see the same thing. I see all the, the narratives, this, that, third. I mean, all that stuff is just trying to call controversy and, and, and promotion. Fine, I'm happy. Uh, I'm not happy with the injury, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a great space mentally. I'm in a great space spiritually. Uh, physically, everything else is in a great space except my shoulder. Uh, so we're working hard to get that back. But yeah, why, why would I want to play? I don't. I don't do this for no other reason. Yeah, I see that too. I see the whole contract situation and all that stuff. Yeah, that's up to this. 
I mean, I don't I don't think it's about controversy. I don't think it's because people want to cause controversy. I think it's because people assume, and a lot of this is we bring in our own baggage and biases, like I said. You know, there will always be people that assume I have it out for, I don't know, Oklahoma, because I played at Oklahoma State. Right, that I carry this negative thought of the University of Oklahoma. Couldn't be further from the truth. But what it is, is because they're an Oklahoma State person and they hate Oklahoma, they assume that I must care. Like, dude, I live in California. I'm far from that. I haven't lived in Oklahoma since 2003. Right? Well, you know, when you're in college, the second time around, UCLA took Baron Davis instead of you. Well, if they didn't take Baron Davis instead of me, they would have been the dumbest human beings on the face of the earth. Right? But so I'm bitter from 1990. Seven till now, and anytime I say something negative about UCLA, it's because of that. Even though uh, the my best friends, the mother of my children, the I'm I'm a uh, I'm on the board of regents there. I've done some consulting work there. Like Oklahoma State, it became a great home for my career, my schooling, my life. Like I'm bitter about UCLA, but that's because. You're bitter about the school that didn't want you. You're projecting. And I think a lot of us project because we think, hey, if I had $250 million in my bank account, guaranteed, I wouldn't want to play football. What the hell? But you're not wired like Deshaun Watson. Again, I'm not excusing uh, uh, any sort of the behavior off the football field. None of it. And he stumbled on things he said about that. But you're a football player, you're a quarterback, and your body won't cooperate. And you've always had everybody tell you yes, and now you're hearing no's, and your body's telling you no. Hard thing to process. Dan by your thoughts. I think it's very, very well laid out, and I do have a difficult time separating the uh, accusations made against him to who he is now it may not be fair but but I do the thing that I would say with Watson and why I do think it's legitimate is you just played a soundbite there and he said he worked his butt off for two years trying to come back come back from what um, he sat out because he didn't like the front office in Houston so there was a stalemate there it wasn't like he was coming back from injury he had to miss the first what 11-12 games of last year because of his suspension mm-hmm. um you know, different if it were, if that's when he did suffer the knee injury, which he did years back and battled back and ended up playing for. Um, signing the guaranteed contract. Remember the teams that were were out there that were interested in signing him. Saints, Vikings were mentioned, Falcons, Panthers, maybe not great options. But they all, for some reason, were ahead of the Browns, who were out of the picture until they gave him the money that he wanted. And to me, I go back to that aspect of it is... Was it was it best suit, you know, best fit for me? Like you were talking about no, with he Stefanski, chased the money. he chased the money. He yep. chased the money and the guarantee. It's a, it's a brilliant point you bring up, and I don't know if it's what you meant to bring up, but it reminds me of uh, the Little Mermaid, right? Where we always make the whatever the evil sea witch out to be, right? She offered a deal: I get your soul, you get your legs. Like, hey, dude, you sold your soul for this contract. 
Mm-hmm. Right? You chose Cleveland. You had other options that were probably better options and better fits. You know? And you chose... And, and oh yeah, by the way, it also completely destroyed the relationship of Matt Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons because the Atlanta Falcons wanted him. Sure. And that would have been a better fit for him because he's from there. There would have been a lot more acceptance into who he was and they would have been the personal rehab like they probably wish they did with Mike Vick, etc. Um, so, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on all that. Like, hey, dude, you did this. You took the money. You went for the money. My, my first radio partner uh, in national radio was a guy named Chuck Wilson. And Chuck was one of the original founding members of Game Night, which was the first ESPN radio show. And Chuck told me one day, he said, partner, do me a favor. I said, what's that? He said, never take a job just because of the money. And I've, I've done things because of the money that I've regretted, not, not taking jobs, uh, but other little jobs and little things sure. that I've done. I've chased the check a little bit. And, you know, like at some point you got to come to yourself like, I did this for the money. I guess I got to live with it. But I, I do think he's having a hard time with that. I think it's a great point you bring up. Yeah. And those decisions, as you said, now no other team in the NFL would want him. Um, this is it. This is literally it. Literally it. He's in year two of a five-year deal. And in year six, as of now, trending to be out of the league. Jay Stu, what do you think? Uh, I think a lot about this. But I'm the, the the whole empathy thing, to me, gets compromised by the way he's handled everything. And I can't discount the way he handled the uh, the accusations. He carried that into this. And I, I can't discount the way he's handled this, the injury. He has not articulated to us exactly what's happening. The ownership has not articulated to us. The coaches, nobody knows what's happening. So it's left everybody to do exactly what you said, which is, come up with their own opinions based on his body language, his his own language yep. that has not been sufficient, yep. and the fact that he's been cleared by doctors and nobody that I can remember in that sport and at that position has been cleared by doctors to play and chosen not to play. You put all these together, you can't, you can't look at this thing in a vacuum. You kind of have to take all these factors, and it's really tough for me to uh, come up with this, this empathy that you're referring to. I I really, and maybe that's my predisposed thoughts on the guy. I don't like him. I don't like the way he's handled this whole thing. So yeah, I that's kind of my take on it. I can't really get to the level of empathy that you're looking for here. Still Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Trade. Give us your thoughts at Gottlieb Show on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show on Instagram as well. The show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I would also point this out. And I use this analogy a lot. Remember when LeBron James was first with the Heat? Hey, remember that? Remember how uncomfortable he was wearing the black hat? Like LeBron James' personality, he likes to be liked. He does not like to be hated. He was not comfortable at all that first year with the Heat because people did not like him. It's different sports, different circumstances, different context. I get it. But there are just some people that are not built. It's like... I talk about this to my friends. Some people are not built for social media, for like Twitter. Twitter is a vicious cesspool where people will say the worst possible things about you if you're somebody that had a had earned a blue check back in the day. Some people shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. 
Ball State wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com.